Welcome back to the Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation, Christy Bear Blues. I'm the one P Shark with the guys. What's going on, y'all? The shooting guard, of course, of the Starting Five at underscore Scott Leader on Twitter. And making his return is the double dribble glitch himself, the cornerman. <laughs> Uh, working on floaters now, since apparently that's all the Grizzlies can shoot and make right now. So I'm in the practice score right now working on these floaters, trying to get those uh, added to my arsenal. So what's good, everybody? Yeah, and I was there to support uh, uh, JV, but I don't need to. He's grabbing 16 rebounds, so there's no need for it. It's really she's to help out at all. Um, but it's me, though. I'm still here. Yes, sir, man. Like like you just said, man, I don't need no help in the paint, man. 16 boys, let's get it. Your man Tessa can hold it down in the paint. Hey, he do need some help with them uh, bunnies he keep missing, though. We need to <laughs> make more of them. Man, yeah, man. Have, man. have 40 and 6. Well, I guess he wouldn't get to 16 rebounds if he didn't miss them because he misses and get the rebounds like Z-Ball used to do. So. The Z-Bound. Yep, the Z-Bound. Hey, the speaking of Z-Bound, speaking of Z-Bound, we better start with that. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's what we're starting with. Um, who, who made that tweet? ESPN? Yes, you know ESPN made it for their baby. It was ESPN, the, let me go, I'm finna check it now. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that's what we're about to talk about. Thank you, Sheedy. <laughs> you know ESPN, I'm respecting it. We're gonna start with the Z-Bound. Come on, man, Z-Bound. Let's start with the trash talk segment. But before we start, while Trevor is looking for it, follow us on Twitter. It's starting 5 to number 5, M-E-M. Um, and follow the Grizzly Red Blues at SBN. Grizzlies, and listen to the other podcasts on the network in the order with us on Mondays, Tuesdays, 3 and D, Wednesdays, Core 4, and Thursdays, GBB Live. But uh, while Trevor's looking at the tweet, what we are referring to and what most of y'all would listen to, probably know what we are referring to, is a tweet about Zion Williamson and him getting a rebound, and they calling it a Z-bound, which we all know, Zach Randolph, Mr. Zebo himself had that nickname. What are y'all thoughts? If, if, if Zach Randolph don't endorse it, it's a, it's a, it's a fake. It's a fake. Well, well, we, well, we said yesterday on, on, on Let's Be Real, make sure y'all go check it out. Cap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't with it today. I'm not even sure what to make of that nickname, honestly. I, I don't even know what to make of it. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, Zach Randolph was the king of being barely getting off the, the ground to get the rebound. Uh, but also, like, I don't want to say patent stats. I mean, the man missed the, the layup when he did. Uh, but got the rebound back and showed his true athleticism. But it's Z-bound. And like uh, Scott just said, if Zach Randolph ain't endorsing it right now, then nobody else needs to really endorse and give that love. And I just found it. It was NBA Twitter. Yeah, I was like, I think it was from the NBA uh, Twitter themselves calling it. Yeah. So. Tell you about these suckers. Yeah, that's a, that's a troll for the week, clearly. <laughs> Definitely the troll for the week. And even, oh. if, even if Zach Randolph does endorse it, Memphis not going to endorse it. So, hey, it is what it is. No, sorry. And you know what? Um, Zach Randolph was on the Chris Vernon show for Grand City. Uh, a couple of months or sometime last year, white back. Well, maybe a year ago now, since step, it was before quarantine. Um, and it was somewhere he said he went and they stopped. He was Zion and he was like, ah, oh, nah, man, that's my little, that's, that's my little brother. <laughs> he was actually in Vegas. I, I know what, yeah. I know what talking about. He was in Vegas. <laughs> Cause yeah, you know, he grew, he grew the hair out now. So 
Got yep. I was getting confused. Eddie Winslow, like that Grizzlies game. Uh, whoever made that tweet, that was hilarious. <laughs> but get back on track. Ah, right, which way? Which is worse? So, all right, let's be real podcast. Skyler brought up a troll for the Tuna Burger King. So, which troll mm-hmm. is worse? Is Z Brown or Tuna Skyler? It's still the tuna. Like <laughs> nothing is talking the tuna. <laughs> we might as well go ahead and send them their L of the year already. We got, we got yeah. of the year. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Burger King has fallen on some hard times, man. I, for them to even come out with this, and not just the actual set, not just the actual quote unquote burger, they have a course sandwich. In addition to that, they have a platter that comes with tuna, eggs, and grits. That's five dollars. That's what I think this is works. Yes, and I think you can get all of that stuff individually at the grocery store for less than ten dollars. Like everything. That's a ten. That's a four. <laughs> four for four. So I don't know how long we got, but I feel like Burger King is turning into like the when you go to the mall, you can get anything you want, right? Um, Chick Fil A, Chipotle, everything like that, and the mall area. Um, food court, this is the same thing Burger King's turned into. Um, you can either get a Whopper, a taco, or, or a tuna salad sandwich <laughs> all in one place. Um, and I'm still not pulling up the Burger King. I'm still not going. Now, why um, I said, why, don't disrespect the mall food court like this. Some of the food will be busting there. So. No, 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 no. Right. Yeah, yeah. Please don't misconstrue. I will go to the food court right now and get some food. Okay? Some Chinese but I will not, not <laughs> stop at Burger King. My GPS don't even know where Burger King is located anymore. Twenty twenty book two, man. Twenty twenty book two. You got people storming the Capitol and that Burger King making turkey uh, tuna burgers. Yeah, book three look like. Twenty one, man. If y'all want to listen to more of our Burger King tuna adventures, uh, listen to the Let's Be Real podcast. <laughs> but. Let's go on talking about these Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Mr. OFO, as his name would say right now, y'all can't see it, but she has the name OFO. That's where you projected for us to go this week. Although we've only played two games and we are recording on Saturday before the Philly game, so we won't talk about that. Um, so we got three games. One game got postponed. I about to say canceled. Postponed as of now. The second game against Minnesota. Prayers up to Cat. Everything he's been through, he has COVID. His, uh, no, his mama died from COVID. His dad had it. Plenty of other different family members have had it. So, prayers up to him. But um, we beat Cleveland, got the revenge, and we beat Minnesota the first time. So, what are y'all thoughts on the game, both games, going 2 and 0 in that stretch? Um, I guess I go first. Um, very impressive wins. Um, so sorry about that. She did it. You don't know how to predict NBA games these days. Um, but I think the Grizzlies did really, really well. I mean, they they walked into Cleveland um, after kind of getting bullied around by Andre Drummond uh, the last time he was here um, to go back and, and go into Cleveland and get that dub. And then they went against Minnesota was was a tough one because I think it was going back and forth in the first half. Um, then, uh, third or third quarter, Minnesota kind of took away, uh, got a, they kind of jumped ahead and I think got up by as many as maybe like 10 or 11. Um, and then the Grizzlies were able to come back and, and grab that win. So um, solid, solid week 
Grizzlies. I think, again, like I said, a couple weeks ago when Ja went out, if you could just continue to play hard, um, not kind of go in these games, like, oh, we're down three starters. Like, if you if you go in and show a team, okay, like, I'm actually willing to, like, fight, you never know what could happen. Like I said, you walked out with, with two girls this week, and, and, that's, and that's good. I think that's good coaching. I think that's um, hard work by the players, too. Yeah, just to kind of piggyback off of that, uh, Taylor Jenkins has done an amazing job as far as rallying these troops uh, throughout this whole process since Ja has been out, um, as well as uh, fixing the rotations and things of that nature also. Uh, as far as the Cleveland game is concerned, uh, the Grizzlies actually came out much, much better uh, than they did in the previous matchup in that FedEx form. Uh, they led as much as by 16, Uh Got a little scary towards the end. Thought it was probably going to get away from us, but uh, Memphis was able to hold on and uh, get that W. Uh, as far as the Minnesota game is concerned, as Lito mentioned, it was back and forth and things of that nature. Uh, however, we was able to uh, pull that through uh, behind actually the leadership. Well, I wouldn't even say leadership, behind the play of Grayson Allen and Dylan Brooks. And I know we'll get to start in a week a little bit later. Um, but then also 80 points in the paint for the Grizzlies, which is actually a Grizzlies record. Um, I honestly do not know if it was, maybe it was a little bit of both of JV just being dominant on the inside or just Minnesota just choosing not to play defense. Maybe it's a combination of both. But uh, kudos to the Grizzlies on a great week this week. Uh, 2-0, really three straight, actually, if you count the win against the Nets as well. Um, So, as you said, if you come out if you come out and show that you're playing hard each and every game, you never know what may happen. Some of these games could translate to wins. Some of them could translate to losses. Like, you just never know. So, kudos to Memphis. Um, before I, I do talk about the Grizzlies, um, I'd be re- remiss if I didn't say that Carlton Towns um, and his family are my prayers to deal with what they've had to deal with, um, what he's had to deal with, uh, with multiple family members dying from COVID and just the the mental, the mentality that you have after that. Um, I could imagine having to go to the hospital multiple times or hearing people have to tell you that, hey, I got COVID or something like that. So my prayers uh, go out to that family, um, specifically for Carlton Towns. Um, now, again, my name is Owen Fo today uh, because my predictions were 0-4 uh, because I thought JV wouldn't be playing uh, throughout this week. I wasn't sure what was going on, um, so I did make that prediction. Um, to Skylar's point, I, I Maybe not predict the Grizzlies game is good enough, but uh, my bank account tells me otherwise in regards to our other bets. Um, moving forward as well, um, for those games, JV played hellacious um, against Carl Anthony Towns. Um, and to me, had a better game than Carl Anthony Towns um, last game that we had against Minnesota. In Cleveland, uh, we came to play. Um, we didn't get outplayed by the guard play that it happened the first time. Um, so, I, like uh, Trevor said, we'll talk about this later about Star of the Week, uh, which I really like that segment. But, you know, Dylan Brooks um, played well um, during that game, really less than Tyus Jones as well, um, with some few key, like, moments within the game. It's not always the, like, I scored 20 points or something like that. Sometimes it's about hitting that float in the lane and we, we start a run, um, so to speak. Uh, we're playing a good defense, and sometimes that will spark enough, and that doesn't show up on the score sheet all the time. 
Cool, cool. And I, did, I think uh, this isn't, the, of course, the podcast for, but salute to the Cleveland Browns for being the only team in Cleveland to actually win over the past week, right? Um, so I definitely wanted to throw that out and say wow. that to you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, as far as the Cleveland game goes, um, of course, uh, the, Grizz, <laughs> the Grizz played with the energy to win that game. Of course, I would have loved to see the Grizz play this game um, and the Cavs play this game with Colin Sexton just to see, you know, where we where we would stand. But of course, the Grizz played with the right energy to and Bruce came and did his thing with 21 and uh, seven boards. So that's all with energy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, energy, energy won these last two games for us, especially with the Minnesota game. Like, he's 80 points out of 118 in a paint. Like, that shows directly, like, Taylor Jenkins saw the weakness in Minnesota. They attacked their heart. You know, Minnesota has been known for the lack of heart, right? <laughs> so they went into the paint, took their heart, and 80 points, you know, 20 points, 16 boards from, from JV is – is outstanding basketball, you know, especially for a player that wasn't, you know, really, I don't know if he was supposed to play or not, but he came, played both games and did his thing in both. So um, we're going to talk about our side of the week soon, but salute to JV, salute to the Grizzlies, and salute to Taylor Jenkins for, got this, for having this team play really, really hard. And, you know, there's two wins that, you know, that, that the Grizz won and deserved. So. Yeah, just for, and I know uh, we don't really talk about it that much, but we're bringing it up rarely, but the Cleveland game, 32 assists on 40 made baskets. The Minnesota game, 33 assists on 50 made baskets. So it goes to show you that not only are Memphis is doing what they're doing, scoring inside the paint, but they're actually moving the ball and actually looking to get quality shots as well. And one of those players include none other than Dylan Brooks, but we get started the week in a second. Um, like I said, great week. Uh, 2-0, KS for better. 5-4 since y'all got hurt, including the game we got hurt in. So, if you would have thought, I don't care, all these other teams here. We, we got looked out. Uh, Cotton Sexton missed the game. KD and Kyrie not playing against us. Yeah, yeah, we missing John Jerry and Justice. I, I right. I, exactly. We, Look at our injury report. Who are we missing? It's like just <laughs> we miss that two best players. Like let's be real. So yeah, uh, let's get it. Five and four. We ain't about to apologize. But, I mean, like I said, we missing our stars. So it just lets you know, like man, when they come back, when they come back, just look out. We it, we yeah. might be we might be dangerous, but of course the schedule is going to get tougher. But yeah, and target to. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, are you go? I'll do. No, I was I think to, to echo that point a little bit, I think it, it, I think with the playoffs the way it's supposed to be, and you see games being postponed and, and things like that, I think the best thing for you to do is to get as many wins as you can because at the end of the day, it might not come to down to who has 45, uh, 47, 46, like it doesn't matter who has that many wins. They're gonna go uh, winning percentage at the end of the season. So I think it's I think that's very important just to grab whatever doves you can. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And if I can piggyback on that point to what you're saying, Skylar, this season is not the season of rest. So, like, yeah. in the previous season, you know, you were like, oh, yeah, we take this game off, back-to-back games, you know, Kawhi, LeBron, whoever may be star athletes or non-star athletes, however you want to say it, um, are taking those breaks. And you're not – you shouldn't see that as often now. So, your point, Skylar, with COVID-19 and everything that's going on, you don't know what game is going to be done. Uh, or what games going to be postponed and when they will be postponed too, right? Um, because they are very strategic, the NBA, in how they're postponing these games because they don't want to affect um, more than what they have to already. Um, and so, and to the point that uh, we've been making um, time and time again, your column says win or loss. It doesn't say 
who was injured for that win or loss. Mm-hmm. They go based upon wins or losses. So again, kudos to the Grizzlies. We're five and four uh, without John. I love that he got moved to questionable um, yes, for last night's game. So you know we're climbing the ladder for him. Um, hopefully to be ready uh, for the MLK game. But again, you cannot rest players nowadays. Um, it, it's not the cycle that's going to work because the season can end, you know, as of tomorrow, and then we'd be sitting at the spot that we're sitting in. Yeah. Well, actually, we actually are sitting in a pretty decent spot. I know we're – if you look at the playoff standings right now from in the West, from 6 to 11, when the Grizzlies sit at 11 right now, are all separated by one game at this point. So much to your point with everything going on with COVID and everything, you want to try to grab as many wins as you can. Um, I know a lot of us disagree on what we wanted the Grizzlies to do as far as tanking to probably get a high draft pick, possibly get in the playoffs or in the play-in game, but just just that alone that knowing that between 6 and 11 is all separated by a game. That just puts a heightened sense of urgency on everything to try to grab as many wins as you possibly can. Yeah, man. Speaking on the wristy point, shout out to LeBron. I saw him make a comment um, during that game Friday about him. Uh, although he's like 36, 35, 36 now, he's like, no, I'm still going to play. I, you know, I just deal with icing everything after the game. Like, I, I appreciate that he's not in this wrist mode that a lot of other teams are doing. Um, so, Shout out to Brown for that. And to your point, she did. And Skyler about the uh, win-loss column. This ain't college. College, that matters. Who you win in college, who you beat, matters. Uh, NBA doesn't. And like I said, when we boil down to it, we're missing our star players. If we're winning without them, because to me, Minnesota, you still have Cat and DeAndre Williams. I mean, not DeAndre Williams, DeAndre Russell. Both of them are, able to, are supposedly building anybody on the Grizzlies without John and Jaren. You got that number one pick that went one for six, too. Uh, oh, man, who? And he's actually been playing well this year, too. But, yeah, you know. he is, but I, I've never heard yeah, of a I never thought about him. Pick that's not in the game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. just me. But, forgot yeah. about him. But, like, to my – so that point to D, they're supposed to beat us <laughs> without y'all, Jerry. That's the point. <laughs> um, so, start of the week. Man, I guess I already gave mine away somewhat, but Dylan Brooks, uh, he had 21 and 7 against Cleveland. Um, Minnesota game, he struggled shooting some, but he came through in the fourth quarter, hit some shots, and he was doing things in other parts of the game, including no uh, good friend Savage on LBR out on those sports pod. Talks about his fake defense. Yes, he was doing that in the first half on DeAndre Russell. Yes, he was indeed. But fourth quarter, he came through <laughs> and started playing real defense. And <laughs> Came through, so I get Dylan Brooks' flowers this week, man. He he showed something every day. I see an argument on Twitter about you got your Dylan Brooks Island people, including our own Parker Fleming, uh, you know, Connor Donnie. Uh, you know, they got their whole Dylan Brooks crew. Then you got our very own Justin Lewis, who don't like D- Dylan. You got the Dylan people who don't like Dylan. But <laughs> I, I just I see I give him I go by what I see. He's doing well now. I'm giving his flowers when he's not doing well. I'm criticizing him. That's not just him, any other player. But I got to give him the start of the week this week. Um, start of the week for me, Grizz of the week for me, is um, Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark has been extremely, extremely solid. Um, and I think um, outside of just his performance alone on the court, I think just you see the Brandon Clark that you saw last year. I think when he kind of – when he was um, as he was coming back into the rotation – 
Um, he kind of struggled a little, little bit. And I think you kind of saw people on Twitter talking about, well, what happened to Brandon Clark? Or his, like he was saying he changed his jumper, X, Y, and Z. But I think as you've kind of seen him grant game minutes and you see him get more game time and game action, he's grabbing boards. He's um, he's hitting those little, those little floaters that he's he's helping contribute to the 80 points in the paint against Minnesota. So uh, for me, it was, it was him. Uh, and again, like I said, it's just he looks better than what he did a couple of um, games ago. Well, for me, if my start of the week, I got to echo Sharky's instruments, and I'm going to have to go with Dylan Brooks as the uh, my start of the week for this week. Um, of course, he had the big scoring game against Cleveland with 21 points. Uh, not so well shooting in the game against Minnesota. But if you look at the plus minus for Dylan Brooks, he's actually a plus. He was a plus seven in the Cleveland game, and I think he was plus three in the Minnesota game, despite shooting, uh, I think he was four or 15. So that goes to show you that how much value Dylan provides, even when he's, you know, when he's on the floor for the Grizzlies, especially with these past two games, like the Grizzlies are that much better. Yes, he had trouble playing. He was playing fake defense and staying in front of, staying in front of D'Angelo Russell because every time he looked up, he was behind him in the first half. But you can definitely see, especially down the line in that fourth quarter, he and Grayson Allen were actually able to lead that crusade to take the Grizzlies home to get their W for uh, Memphis against Minnesota. So my star of the week, um, like Sharky, will be Dylan Brooks. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go an unconventional route um, here and just hear me out for this one. Um, give me Xavier Tillman as the star of the week. Um, and I'm going to say Xavier Tillman for a few reasons. Um, but my biggest reason is get Gory Jang out of there because I think I know a team that could use a center that could stretch the floor or four or five that could stretch the floor um, that we can get a little value in return for him. Um, that's been doing some trades already this season. Um, but he's putting up the same stats that Gory Jang is putting up um, right now. So in his last three games, he's oh, close to nine points a game, uh, a little under four rebounds a game. Uh, which, of course, comes with more time and experience. He could definitely get there. Um, and for him to put up those type of stats, 6-6 um, six and six against the Nets, 12-3 uh, against the Timberwolves, um, it's about time to give him a little more shine. And like I said, we could ship Gorgie for something, a little trading piece a little bit, um, and, and get some more shooting for ourselves if need be. I don't see how we go from a week to praising Gorgie to now we need to trade him. Like, nah, <laughs> Gorgie is, is in a rotation for a reason. Uh, like, he was the numbers don't lie for sure. We were still like need to trade him. We were still need to trade him. Right. Bad wagon. I don't know if he's playing well. <laughs> he, he, man, nah, keep him, keep him, keep him. But nah, <laughs> but nah my, uh, my start of the week would actually be, of course, the big man in the middle, JV. You know what I'm saying? Um, did his thing in a versus the Cleveland game, and we know how many centers Cleveland got now, right? <laughs> and JV still was able to play an efficient, you know, six to ten game, and then of course eighty points in a paint against Minnesota, which is a franchise record. Got to be accredited to JV as well. But I would like to challenge JV to get to the free throw line more. Um, the last couple of games, he literally went to the free throw line twice, and both of them came in Minnesota. So. Um, for our big man, I, they can shoot the free throw definitely well. I would love to see him shoot the free throw, uh, get to the free throw line more. Um, but yeah, that, that's my thought of week, JV. And speaking of all the centers that Cleveland has, I'm just waiting on Bradley Beal and or Zach Levine to pull the James Harden at this point. 
one of them has to do it soon, right? <laughs> Who would you rather have? Oh, Brad Beal for sure, but yeah, I can get Zach Levine for cheaper. You'll get Zach Levine for cheaper, much cheaper. More than likely. That's my thing. Yeah, I think get Zach Levine for cheaper, like you just said. Uh, no, I, we need the scoring, but Zach Levine comes at a lesser price than Bradley Beal at this point. Yes, absolutely. But going to the week preview for Nets, we go for this week. Uh, we got recorded on Saturday, um, but it just comes out on Monday. Oh, MAK Day to be exact. So hopefully, between this Saturday and the day this recording comes out, this game doesn't get canceled because Cle- uh, Phoenix has what the last two games got canceled or postponed. Last so, three. Last three. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they are actually playing the game on tonight. <laughs> but dang, it's kind of hard to predict the games so when you don't know if they're playing or not. But play Phoenix supposedly um, and play Portland twice at Portland and in Sacramento on Sunday. So. If presume assuming we are playing all four games, what is your record? She I already know yours, so everybody else. <laughs> um for me, let me give us this. Four Phoenix Give me two and two again. I think you can mm, I'm, and do you I'm think do, do you think Josh returning? He was questionable for the postponed game. For the sake of my prediction, I'm going to think I'm I'm putting I, he's not playing with my prediction. I'm not even factoring that in because okay. um, I think you can grab and again you you said it if the game against Phoenix is played if the game in Phoenix is played I think you can grab that one I think you can grab it because um, Phoenix has not played or at least I'm not sure if they've practiced. Um, over the past week, just um, due to the game post home they pad, so um, maybe you can catch them slipping. Um, it's also an, an, it's a four o'clock game for us, so it's it's a pretty early tip for them as well too. So to be all four week and then kind of have an early game like that, I think as as the Grizzlies, you can grab that one. Um, I think you can also set, uh, grab Sacramento. They not playing any type of defense, um, and with Nurkic recently being hurt. Um, for Portland, I think you can grab one, but I'm just going to play it on the safe side and go two and two, but but leaning three and one. For me, if job plays, I'm going three and one. If not, I'm going to go two and two. Um, I believe uh, what Scott said about the Phoenix game. I think that's a game that Memphis can definitely grab. Uh, however, I'm hedging that based on if job Moran plays or not. Because uh, I, I, I think Memphis, for some reason, just doesn't play as well on Martin Luther King Day as we should. Um, so I'm going to, assuming Jai doesn't return, I'm going to count that as an L. I think we split uh, the two games in Portland. I think we used up Nurkic being out, who killed us in the playing game last season. Um, I think that's an opportunity there for the Grizzlies. So don't get me wrong, Portland is still formidable with all the firepower that they have with Dame, CJ, Gary Trent, Mello, who found the family youth, and everybody who disrespected him and things of that nature. But I think you can get at least one of those and then returning home against Sacramento, who can't stop anybody just as bad as the Timberwolves were like this past week. Uh, so I'll definitely go two and two. If Jar if Jar returns, I will definitely go three. Yeah, sorry. I thought 
my fault. I, I'm thinking that we're predicting from Philadelphia to Portland, but really Phoenix to Sacramento, right, uh, Cap? Yep. Um, and so hopefully we get the win against Philadelphia, by the way. I know we're, this comes out on Monday uh, with Embiid out. Uh, but I'm also on the two and two train. I, I actually think it's one Portland, one Sacramento, um, regardless of who's in the lineup. I think Phoenix, uh, to the point of, yes, they haven't played in some weeks. Um, but y'all talking about a Hall of Fame talent and Chris Paul, uh, Devin Booker has been on the streak. Um, and so I think they can get it going on MLK Day to the point of Trevor. Um, we, something happens on MLK Day with the Grizzlies. Um, and we should be the showcase and the talent and we don't always win those games. Uh, we'll definitely get one from Portland just because I don't believe Portland is a team that can sweep us at any given time. And the same thing with Sacramento. Uh, we we owe both of those teams, Portland and Sacramento, some hands from last season. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully we, we deliver those um, accordingly uh, this upcoming week. So give me two and two. Man, so I'm so happy my alien brother is here and was able to see how bad the Grizz play on Martin Luther King Day, right? Um, just for research purposes, um, the Civil Rights Museum actually will not be open this year, um, but they will be having a live stream of uh, MLK and different you know, stories and things like that. So make sure y'all tune into that. Um, but as far as the Grizz go, I'm willing to go three and one, honestly. Um, when I look at the Phoenix uh, schedule, they they missed the last three games. And then even before the end, in that last five, who was against the Pacers, Pistons, Raptors, Clippers, and Nuggets. And I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Wizards. They went uh, two and three, you know what I'm saying, with losses against the Wizards and a Pistons team. So I think even without John Morant being here, I think with the hustle and the, you know what I'm saying, the talent that the Greer still have on their team, they can get that one. I do see us winning and losing a game in Portland. Um, y'all know how that is. And then Sacramento, a young up-and-coming team who's still trying to figure things out just like the Greer's are. Um, I think we can get a dub in that one. So, so give me three and one on that one on this week. Uh, I think I'm more on the trip. Same, similar. I think I'm more along with what Trevor said. If Jai plays three and one, two and two, if he, if he doesn't. Uh, MLK Day, it's kind of hard for me to say it's going to be a win, but <laughs> I just have to believe if Jai comes back for MLK game, um, we got to win though if he comes back on MLK Day. Like, mm-hmm. give me that win. <laughs> but if he doesn't return for that specific game, to give me a loss. And so, Everything else I got to beat important one time in beating Sacramento. So basically, the Phoenix game is based on if Jock comes back or doesn't come back for for it being a win or not for me. For it be three and one versus two and two. Sure. Okay. So that's the end of the shine. That's pretty quick, man. We did pretty good. Right at 30 minutes. Look at that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, that was including some segments that we didn't plan on including, like trash talk and talking about tuna again. But <laughs> enough on it. <laughs> tuna is. <laughs> but man, remember though, you can follow us at starting five to number five MM as we do live game day tweets as well. Um, remember, follow Grizzly Grab Blues at SBN Grizzlies as they do live. Game tweets as well. And of course, you know, follow the blog. They release the stuff every day. Game previews, uh, recapping the enemy, game recaps, everything, all the whole nine yards. Listen to the other podcasts on the network. Like I said, on Tuesdays, 3D, Justin Lewis, Core 4 on Wednesdays, and GBB Live on Thursdays with Joe, Mr. Joe Molinex himself, and Parker Fleming. And remember, follow me on Twitter at the one underscore P Shark. 
And I am at underscore Skyleader on Twitter. I'm the shooting guard of the starting five, and I'm still screaming for the shooting guard for the Memphis Grizzlies to beat Mr. Desmond Bang. Corner man back in effect. I'm at the Otter Trevor on Twitter. Uh, first letter of each word is capitalized except of because it's a preposition. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at, at impeach Donald Trump. Oh, I'm sorry, I lied. I'm, at <laughs> I'm on Twitter. Make sure you follow. <laughs> Donald Trump's burner account. <laughs> so make sure right. Look, look, a burner account ran by black man. Ain't this something? <laughs> <laughs> it's own people, man. It really be your own people. <laughs> so yeah, make sure y'all follow me at Fab Secure, holding it down in the paint with a backpack full of tuna burgers, man. Let's get it. Oh, my God. Why would you have a backpack full of tuna burgers? <sighs> Why not? That tuna be flying off the sandwich. Right. I know, right? <laughs> So it's gonna be all in the backpack. It's gonna be messy. Have to hey man, I got these tuna sandwiches. Yeah, just in here. <laughs> the fuck you watch? Hey, you should have watched up being me in this man. Oh man, oh, man. Right, man. and that's the society. It was in there too. So yeah, yes. All right, man. Happy birthday, Martin, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. And next time, peace. Peace. peace.